over a year ago, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., the fake president who did not win the election of 2020, was stolen. He was in a basement the entire time. They rigged the election for him big time. He was like he wasn't even close to winning. People couldn't stand him. Remember, he wasn't even winning the primary for the Democrat Party. They rigged that, then they rigged the national election. Incredible. And then he came out the big lie that he got 81 million. More people voted for that jackass, supposedly, than Obama, who people to this day, even though they hated his politics, still liked and would vote for again. But somehow, Robinette Jr. got more than Barry Obama. Another fake president in his own right, but we won't go into that. For the record, I don't know if I don't know where Obama was born. I sure like to know that. But his uh, birth certificate that he took a long time to give us, it belongs to Miss Ani of Hawaii. They literally copied and pasted over the information from her birth certificate over to him. So the one that's presented to us is a fake one. We'd like, I'd like to know where he was really was born. He himself has claimed to be an African, saying he was the first Kenyan born or whatever the case is. Anyway, this is not about Obama, but it's about the lies of Obama's latest puppet because this is the third term of one Barack Hussein Obama. And this is what Joe Biden uttered one year to the date that he first got COVID. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Now, if you listen closely, you'd heard I said the first time he got COVID. Because over the weekend, we reported that uh, on Saturday, Biden tested positive for coronavirus for a second time and restarted isolation. Well, we got news today, Monday, August 1st, that President Joe Biden tested positive again for COVID this morning. The crazy thing is that he actually went and tried to uh, go after President Trump, saying the following. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was severely ill. When I got COVID, I worked from upstairs of the White House. The difference is vaccinations. Here's the bottom line. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. He was severely ill. Thankfully, he recovered. When I got COVID, I worked from upstairs of the White House and the offices upstairs and uh, for the, that five-day period. The difference is vaccinations, of course, but also three new tools, free to all and widely available. You don't need to be president to get these tools to used for your defense. In fact, the same booster shots, the same at-home test, the same treatment that I got is available to you. My administration has made sure that all Americans across the country, from all walks of life, have free access to those tools. COVID was killing thousands of Americans a day when I got here. That isn't the case anymore. You can live without fear by doing what I did. Get boosted, get tested, and get treatment. How ridiculous is that? Quadruple vax Joe Biden tests positive for COVID and says that he did better than President Trump because of vaccines, which by the way, if you believe this is a vaccine, last night I had dinner with my parents. We're traditional. My parents live in the next town over and we have dinner every week, usually one week at our place, one week at their place. Generally it's on Sunday, Sunday family dinners. Ooh, an American tradition. I'm sure it's a tradition in other places as well. I believe it was a tradition in the UK as well, and probably Canada, maybe in Australia, I don't know. For those of you out there in on other countries who are 
uh, supporters and fans of this show, put down below. Tell me what country you're from and if Sunday family dinners is a thing or was a thing where you're from. But anyway, we're talking about someone that got the vaccine and got sick. And my mom quickly corrected, quickly corrected and said, let's not call it a vaccine. And we're all all on the same page. My mom, my dad, uh, Mrs. BCP and myself, we all said, yeah, yeah, we know. It's not really a vaccine, but that's what they're calling it. So that we're communicating and we all know what we're talking about. Even my mom, who's my mom, who's not overtly political, not like myself or even my dad or my wife for that, uh, made that correction at the dinner table. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't vaccinate. It doesn't inoculate. Yet that is what Joseph Biden said about President Trump. Well, President Trump over the weekend, uh, it's, it's, this, this is what uh, Biden tweeted out over the weekend. Folks, today I tested positive for COVID again. This happens with a small minority of folks. I've got no symptoms, but I'm going to isolate for the safety of everyone around me. I'm still at work and we'll be back on the road soon. And this is what uh, President Trump truthed out because he's not on Twitter yesterday. Joe Biden's second bout of COVID, sometimes referred to as the China virus, was sadly misdiagnosed by his doctors. He instead has dementia, but is happily recovering well. Joe Joe is thinking of moving part-time to one of those beautiful Wisconsin nursing homes where almost 100% of the residents miraculously and for the first time in history had the strength and energy to vote, even if those votes were cast illegally. Get well soon, Joe. If there's nothing else you miss President Trump for, it's for his humor, his biting humor, his savage, sardonic self. Okay, but of course, my mom... Myself, Mrs. BCP, my dad, many, I think many of my family members, I won't name them past that, who are not for the vaccination, have not been vaccinated, haven't fall, uh, will not do it. I'm not saying falling victim for it because I know many in our community know the truth about the vaccine, but they were between a rock and a hard place and, and succumbed or had to take the shot that's not called a vaccine. They had to take the injection to be able to keep their job or their livelihood or what have you. And interestingly enough, the conversation around the dinner table came up because we were discussing someone that we know and their child, their teenage child, who is very active and now has heart problems, never had heart problems. And this is a really tough thing for this family because they already lost one child uh, to, a, uh, to a medical uh, problem. This is the last of their children. They only had two. And the second one now has heart problems because they got the injection. Yeah, that's proper. I wasn't saying vaccination, which would have been proper for me to do this, but they got the poison shot. And of course, even though all this news is going on, I I reported earlier on YouTube today that now the latest thing you're probably going to be hearing out about is cold showers maybe contributing to the shock to the body that's ca- causing these sudden athletic uh, uh, deaths, what I call SACA, sudden uh, athletic cardiac arrest. There's another name for it now. It's actually like SADS, sudden athletic death syndrome or something. I don't know. But um, they're saying it's cold showers. Or that's going to be starting to, start to come out. That came out of a report out of somewhere in... Asia or the Middle East. 
Maybe it was Israel. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I reported on this morning. I don't remember the source. But cold showers. A study is saying that perhaps is leading to it. Stop taking cold showers. Uh, those in the gay community, homosexual gay men, take cold showers. Stop spreading this monkeypox that I'm not worried about because I don't screw around with men. Now. If you don't fall for the official narrative, of course, you're falling into misinformation. And this is what Fauci said with a straight face, an absolute straight face. This is what he just said. Unfortunately, given the fatigue that we have in this country from two and a half years of this, everyone is tired of it. So it's very difficult, superimposed upon an anti-vax type feeling among some superimposed upon the political divisiveness we have in this country, which, you know, and, and the social media misinformation and disinformation, it's very difficult to get people to adhere to common sense public health measures. Yeah, we got to stop that misinformation. They're working on it overtime. Check this out, folks. I can't make this shiz knit up. All right, last September... Uh, Joseph and Jill Biden, his nurse, were pushing COVID vaccines at Brooklyn Middle School in Washington, D.C. Okay, so this is, uh, you recall, this got made into a meme because at one point, Joe Biden got distracted and he wandered off. Okay, so uh, people have been making a meme about this for a very long time. Well, check out this one that came out a few days ago. When your MK Ultra trigger is ice cream truck. Alzer and Chancellor Faraby, you know, thank you for joining us as well. And for families across the country, you know, the school year, gosh. That obviously is a meme and it's comedy. But Reuters, fighting misinformation, had to fact check it. A video of U.S. President Joe Biden walking away momentarily during a speech given by U.S. First Lady Joe Biden has been digitally edited to include music played by an ice cream truck. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Reuters, for that. We wouldn't have known had le- unless you had told us. All right. Speaking of monkeypox, New York City Mayor Eric Adams today, Monday, declared a monkeypox state of emergency. And folks, I am not monkeying around. I am not monkeying around. I burst the joke that I came up with at the last minute. But you know, you know what I'm getting at. This is absolute ridiculous. Redonkulous. Donkey Kong. I don't know. Redonkulous. I thought that might be some sort of uh, connection there between monkeypox and Donkey Kong. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't make those types of jokes. Now to the monkeypox outbreak and new efforts to contain it. Experts say delays will only allow the virus to spread. CBS News' Elijah Westbrook is live in Chelsea. And Elijah, both the city and the state with a major declaration. That's right. Good morning, Andrea and Mary. I can tell you right now that there are at least 1,300 confirmed cases of monkeypox right here in New York City. And those numbers are expected to increase over the next few weeks. And the fear right now among city officials is that there are even more cases that just haven't been diagnosed yet. 
Mayor Adams declared the outbreak an emergency in an effort to speed up response. It's going to allow more people to administer the vaccine, which will open up more locations. It will hopefully bring a lot more vaccines into our region, which it's sorely needed. The Adams administration, along with the health department, are working with federal partners to obtain additional doses, saying in a statement, quote, we estimate that approximately 150,000 New Yorkers may currently be at risk for monkeypox exposure, end quote. All right, folks, when I see this, that we estimate that approximately 150,000 New Yorkers may currently be at risk for monkeypox exposure, does that mean there's 150,000 New Yorkers currently having gay orgy anal sex or cuddling with people that already have the, why is that an emergency for the rest of us that do not live that lifestyle? Folks, the homosexual, this, this is the gay men mafia. And I love how they, everyone's, oh, the LGBTQ, no, the LGBT community, the lesbian portion of the, uh, of, of the alphabet people are fine. It's the, I guess the trans, if, because there really are men, if they're having this sex, which I guess they are. And then, of course, the bisexual men, not when they're having, when they're being hetero part of their bisexual, but when they're being homosexual. But it's a state of emergency. Same in San Francisco, I believe. Absolute crazy. Now, what, what, the state of emergency we've been in since January 20th, 2021, when the fake president was installed. Now, over the weekend, there was We the People Arizona Alliances and their Arizona Election Security Forum. It took place on Saturday. Now, Things are happening in Arizona, but at this point, I've lost faith that anything major is going to happen. I'm sorry, folks. You want me to sell you a dream? You want me to sell you a lie that they're going to fix this? Look, we're now two years. They didn't fix it. Arizona could have just recalled their elections. They could have done so much more. They waited on Mark Brnovich. There's been a lot of talk, but not a lot of action from Arizona. There's some great people there. Don't get me wrong. Wendy Rogers, etc. But people are just talking and not really getting things done. Karen Fan, etc. It's up to we, the people, to get it done. Now, I'm pessimistic, but Steve Bannon from the War Room called in on Saturday uh, via video to the We, uh, the People, Arizona Alliance's election security forum. And this is what he had to say. Tell me if you share his optimism or my, I want, I want to say pessimism, my realism. Not, President Trump is not going to be reinstalled. Not that, not that Steve Bannon is saying that. President Trump is not going to be reinstalled before 2025 if they don't rig the 2024 elections. And nothing's going to really come of the actions on 2020. Because, at least not from politicians, it'll take a, a revolution or something else. What are your thoughts? But anyway, let me play what Steve Bannon had to say. For all the patriots out there right now at the Arizona voter integrity summit let me say something the future of this country rests in your hands i don't say that lightly the railhead of all the problems around 3 november started in arizona the solutions have to come from the people and the patriots of arizona the whole world is watching it watched while you did your hand count uh recount in that very hot arena back in May of what, 20, uh, 2021? 
and it's watching you now. We have to go forward. We have to get this solved. You have had every obstacle. You've had everything thrown in your way, and you're undefeated. And the reason is your grit, your stick-to-itiveness, your relentlessness. This is what it means to be a patriot. The war room has your back. We honor you because you're the patriots there getting it done. And we must get it done. I love these conferences. I love these summits. And trust me, when we take over the House in November, starting next year, we're going to have a massive investigation on J6, and that's including adjudicating what went on in November 3rd and in the run-up to November 3rd. And the top of that is going to be Maricopa County in the state of Arizona. So once again, you're our heroes. We look up to you. We will always have your back. Fight on. Are you optimistic, as Steve Bannon is, that we'll win 2022, that it won't be rigged? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying every single election is going to be rigged. We think we're going to get all of the actual wins of this red tsunami coming up in a few months. I mean, we have Ronald McDaniel, as I covered on YouTube earlier today from the RNC, saying that uh, she expects like four wins, four, the, the GOP to pick up four seats. Really? That's it? Incredible. Incredible stuff. I don't, I don't know. I, I, think, I think there will be a lot of passion going into 2023 when we win the midterms. We will have some wins. We will get the majority. But is the swamp really going to do anything? Folks, we need to be more active. Let me show you what's going on in Arizona. What I'm talking about, we need to be more active. As Americans, as citizens, check this out. Who else is having a Dropbox tailgate party? Arizona Patriots are strong together. This is a new thing. Dropbox tailgate parties to make sure that people aren't uh, stuffing the ballots and ballot harvesters aren't doing their thing. In an effort to prevent fraudulent activity in the upcoming primaries across the nation, individuals are holding Dropbox tailgate parties. The Patriots are watching over the Dropboxes. They're preventing mules from stealing the elections this time around. So we're seeing that on Truth Social. And if you haven't seen 2,000 mules... Please see it. Absolute proof of what's really going on. And people know what's going on with these drop boxes. That is why on MSNBC, they had not one, but two secretaries of state to defend the indefensible. In their countdown to 100 days to the midterm uh, elections, they had both Katie Hobbs, you know, of Arizona, we've been talking about Secretary of State, part of the steel, and Jenna Griswold, part of the steel over in Colorado. Boy, is the billionaire George Soros getting his money's worth. By the way, make sure you check out my YouTube uh, video from earlier today about what uh, both Bill Gates and George Soros have been up to. They had both of them on. And like I said, to defend the indefensible. And listen to what Jenna Griswold says. Not only do they, does she defend drop boxes and doubles down on it, she even brags about what she's up to. One more, one more question, Secretary Griswold, before we let you go. Ever since Donald Trump complained about drop, drop, ballot drop boxes, <laughs> they've unfairly become a hot button issue. But what is that issue really about? 
Well, we've seen Donald Trump and extremists around him use lies to try to uh, put down the basis for voter suppression and, and pushing out, um, you know, massive misinformation so Americans don't have as much faith in elections. Uh, but I'll tell you, Colorado is considered the safest state in the nation to cast a ballot. I've increased drop boxes by over 65 percent and voters have used them. Uh, our last uh, uh, election in 2021 and then our statewide primary we just had, over 98% of voters chose to use a drop box. That includes Republicans, Democrats, and unaffiliated voters, even when we have unprecedented increases to in-person voting. So the lies are out there. We have to push back. And as Secretary of State, I will always do everything that I can to make sure that every Republican, Democrat, and unaffiliated voter uh, in Colorado has access to safe and secure elections. MSNBC doing their job to really, really push that propaganda. But did you catch Jenna Griswold? 65% increase. I've increased drop boxes by over 65%. In drop boxes and 98% of the people are using it. Bye bye, Colorado. It's exactly the opposite of what this demon lying woman is saying. Unsecure elections. And just a reminder, if you haven't seen 2000 Mules, please watch it. Looks like uh, we've got some new footage here that I'd like to share with you. Okay. Uh, this is part of the ongoing uh, effort of Pat, uh, uh, Patty McMurray and others to expose the truth of the mules. Okay. This is a new discovery made by MC4EI team a group of fearless individuals in Michigan who've watched hundreds of hours of Dropbox footage. It was obtained by the Gateway Pundit through a FOIA request. So in this video, you're going to see two women. They're seen walking through a parking lot at 10.40 a.m. on November 2nd, 2020. That's the day before the election. At the Hailman Recreation Center Satellite Voting Center in Detroit. The woman wearing a green sweater carries a large stack of what appears to be absentee ballots as she walks toward a Dropbox. The woman accompanying her is wearing medical scrubs, possibly a nurse, nursing home employee, or maybe it's just uh, a way uh, for her to not get caught. A disguise. As she gets closer to the drop box, you, she reaches into the pants pocket of her scrubs and pulls out a cell phone. Once they arrive at the drop box, the woman in the green sweater begins to drop the absentee envelopes in the, into the slot on the drop box as a woman wearing the scrubs positions her cell phones over the woman's hands as she appears to film the activity. Remember, we learned in 2000 Mules and before that they were taking pictures so they get paid for this ballot harvesting. Now check this out. After dropping the large stack of absentee ballot envelopes into the drop box, they leave the camera's view as they appear to walk into the voting center where voter registration and in-person voting is taking place are taking place. Many people who have viewed this footage had questioned why the woman stopped at the drop box to deposit their absentee envelopes, and then they appeared to go in and make a trip into the voting center. Now, the women are outdoors the whole time wearing face masks, but when they get back in the car, they take off their face masks. Because, of course, you should have a face mask on in public, outside, or far from people, uh, but you don't need to have one when you're in close proximity to someone in an automobile. This is why, Jenna Griswold, we don't trust the drop boxes. That and treasonous traitors, rat bastards like you, MSNBC, and Katie Hobbs in Arizona. 
Thanks for being here, folks. We'll have more reporting for you throughout the week. We appreciate your support. And please, if you are watching us on YouTube, just remember we're only on our second channel right now. Uh, we are not on our main channel uh, until the end of the month. So uh, make sure that you head over uh, to our second channel. If you like sh shortcuts, just go to bcpreport.com and that'll take you over to that channel. We'll be back on our main channel, like I said, beginning of September, end of August. Until the next episode, ciao, goodbye, God bless. And please make sure that you are following us uh, over on YouTube. We're going to do something that we've never done before in the next 24 hours. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need.